Hi, everyone. We are so excited to have you be part of the We Gather One by One podcast, where we share stories of how God includes us in orchestrating His work. Whether by meeting complete strangers in the grocery store or sitting across from them at the park, right here, we talk about the different ways we help Him and He helps us gather one by one. We can literally change the world one person and one interaction at a time. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Angie Brady. Welcome back to We Gather One by One podcast. I am so excited to be here with Becky Shetler today. Um, She is a mom of five. She's a health coach. She's back in 2022. Um, She actually water skied 22 times. So just super like she's an amazing woman. So you guys are going to be privileged to hear from her today. Um, And uh, she also is just so good at sharing the light of Christ. And um, actually how Becky and I met was at Time Out for Women, which is um, uh, hosted by Desiree Book. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a big conference with 5,500 women there. And as you know, I, I believe that God orchestrates his work so perfectly. And, and Becky and I were actually in the same group at Time Out for Women. And I just remember when we got put in this group, there was like, what was our 50 ushers or something Mm -hmm. that were involved? And we got paired off and it was like me, Anna Williams and Becky, and we were all just together and doing our thing. And I just remember Becky talking and she was, she just brought light. It was so fun. It was like, she was telling me just like, she's serving so much. She like, look at her sweatshirt. It says do good. If you can see it. (laughs) Um, she really is a do gooder. Like that's what she wants to be known by. And she's an epitome of that. Like when I just met her, she just, that's who she was. And, um, I know that Becky wants to kind of say how, how God orchestrated me in her, in her life, because we're, it's, it just, how did it, how did it work for you? How did, how did we, how did you meet me, I guess, or see me or whatever? So (laughs) I had signed up to do time out for women and be an usher. And so when we were sitting there as a group of ushers before the whole thing started, um, Angie and Anna walked in and I just was attracted to them. I just thought, Oh, there's some girls that I could be friends with. I didn't know any of the ushers at all. No, nope, I didn't know any of them either. So. And so for some reason, I just was attracted to them. And then we got orchestrated that we have were ushering in the same area. Yep. And so as we stood there and waited and stuff, we got to visit and get to know each other. And um, just turned out we had a lot more in common than we would have ever imagined. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And... So that's kind of how we started, and the light of Angie and Anna just were just, um, I was just, a likes attract each other. Yes. So that's how. Agreed. I mean, just like the energy that Becky carried, it was like, we were all there at this time out for women for a purpose to come closer to Christ and to get, I don't know, we needed, we all had something different that we were going there for, but he also puts people in our path to help us do that. And I, um, so I met Becky in November and then it was when I was starting to post things on Instagram. I was super new to like Facebook and Instagram. And I, when I started the, we gather one by one group, I was super scared. Like, Oh, like, am I ready for this social media stuff? And, um, 
And I was like, I just, I need to, I need to do something. And sometimes you just have to put in the action steps to get started. And Becky is actually, was actually following me on Instagram. And right before, right, it was April 2nd, she reached out to me on Instagram and get, sent me a message. And she said, Hey, like, I, I want to know you're doing a podcast and I'm like still super new to it. Um, and she, so she called, she actually reached out and she called me and I was, I was like so nervous. I was so new and she's asking me questions and I'm like, I don't know, but she, because she wants to do one too. And I don't know how, did, how did that start into like, why did you have that vision to do that? Well, I think time out for women, what inspired me a lot was, um, seeing those amazing women on the stand stage. Mm-hmm. And I knew most of them from following them through social media or their podcasts and, um, very visual, amazing women. And as I saw them up there, um, I just realized that they are reaching thousands and they're reaching the world. But my job was to reach the person I was sitting next to. And I started connecting with just the people next to me, like my usher friends and um, my cute friend that invited me to come with her and her mom. That's how I even got to Time Out for Women was Michaela invited me to come. And... um and then we started talking to people, and they were connecting with people, and they're still connecting with them. I love that. Time out for women. So I just had this um, feeling like I can make a difference to the one next to me. And I think that's what really stands out to me about Angie is you're gathering Israel one by one, and I had the same feeling as, like, I care about the one. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'd rather be in just a group of two or three people than a big crowd of people. Mm-hmm. So that's what inspired me about Time Out for Women. And um, I s- felt a push in January to start into social media also. Mm. Um, and I also last year did creation coach certification through Brook Snow. Oh, that's awesome. And um, that changed my life. Um, and I started kind of a Christ-centered meditation and Christ-centered focus of life. And um, and so I felt like in January I needed to start just kind of sharing the light, okay. sharing my light. Yeah. And so when I saw Angie um, mm-hmm. sharing her stories of meeting the one-on-one, mm-hmm. it really just touched me and inspired me. And then she said she's doing a podcast, and I'm like, wait a minute, like a week ago, I just had this downpour of inspiration, like you need to start a podcast and just talk to one person and share it with other people that will be inspired. Exactly. I, I, and I, it really is, it is the one. I mean, we don't need to be, have a bazillion people and because if we connect with the one, I mean, how does Christ minister? He doesn't, he goes one by one. I mean, we hear that in the scriptures over and over and over. Yes, he has crowds of people around him, but when he walks through the crowd, he sees the one. And that's what I want everybody to feel is that, yeah, there's a bazillion people in Costco. There's a bazillion people at Smith's or whatever. But if you take the time and just meet the one, they're going to lead you to someone else, which if you're intentional about it, they're going to lead you to the people that you need to 
fulfill your dream, fulfill whatever your calling is. And I know with um, Becky, she's had some amazing experiences in her life where when she just like right before she um, she was trying to decide, she'll tell the story, but trying to decide if she wanted to go on a mission. I feel like there's a lot of women in that or a lot of young women in that situation. We're like, OK, am I going to serve a mission or am I going to try to get married? Am I going to school? All this stuff. But when when Becky was that age, um, she was she was on that. Like, what am I doing next? And yeah. Yeah. So yeah how did that so, start? So when I was in college, um, I. I kind of, I'll back up a little bit, but, mm-hmm. um, I'm, my husband and I, we, he was my first date when I was 16. Oh, like cute. we met in, <laughs> we'd actually known each other cause our families were friends. And, um, so it just happened that our lives are lined up and we, um, I had an opportunity to get married when I was 21 and, but I did have to decide, am I going to go on a mission or am I going to get married and go down mm-hmm. that path? Um, and I was in college and I, I felt like a uh, mission at that time was not the right thing for me. Um, but I still wanted, it kind of bothered me like, but I want to know how to share the gospel. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, cause you still so, have that drive. You still, you right. still have Christ centered values. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so I took an institute class, a missionary prep class, and I remember just feel, feeling so overwhelmed, like, I don't know all this stuff and I don't, I, I don't know the history. I don't mm-hmm. know all the facts. I just not a scriptorian. And, um, I just kind of felt overwhelmed with that, but I really wanted to be a woman of faith. And I started thinking about what women of faith do and what they're like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where my journey started of, um, just my daily habits of reading scriptures and I've always been a journal writer, and um, that's something you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> yes, we've got piles of journals. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. And um, so I just a little bit every day. Just yeah. it's not a lot a lot of times, but it's just the consistent. Exactly. And um, should I go into that? Yeah, I think led? yes, please. Um, all these years later. Um, I have combined my scripture reading with my journalizing and um, Desert Books come out with these journal scriptures that yeah. have the um, like, like the, the journal side. Yep, it has like the bigger sides you can yeah. write the notes on the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. So um, I have um, slowly through the years just kind of my scriptures have also become part of my journaling. And oh, so cool. Um, I do it with colors, and it's so pretty. I will post <laughs> pictures on after the podcast, but they're like, yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, um, and it just helped bring the scriptures to life for me. Yeah, adding color to them, adding my thoughts and my comments and uh, memories. Um, and I'll, I started. Oh, there's more yeah. stories about this, but um, yeah. Since it. I was just reading the Book of Mormon so often, I was like, I have these stacks of book of, books of Mormon that I've read, <laughs> and I'll read it two or three times and mark it till it's completely marked up, and then I'll start a new one. Yeah. And so a couple of years ago, I was like, well, what am I going to do with this stack of books of Mormon that I have, besides giving them away? But <laughs> I decided that I was going to keep one for each of my grandchildren. Oh, and cool. And when they get baptized, I will give them 
the Book of Mormon. And like this one is saved for my second granddaughter that will be baptized next year. And this is the book I was reading the day she was born. Oh my goodness. How and, cool. Um, when I read the Book of Mormon, I mark the date. Like um, I just write down the date, the date um, of what I'm reading that chapter or whatever. So I can know exactly what chapter I was on the day she was born. Wow. And what was going on in my life. And um, so like when I'm gone, I think what I have left to share are my scriptures and the marks that I have. And um, for future generations, that's what I'm going to leave behind. Yeah. Because if you think about that, like they're going to have a part of grandma, they're going to have a part of like, Oh, what, when she passes away and they're going to be starting their life as a mom and they're going to be reading their scriptures and they're going to be like, Oh my goodness, grandma was a woman of faith or, and I'm opening it up now and I'm hearing her testimony and I'm going to, I, I, without a doubt, I know that they're going to need their, that testimony. They're going to need yours. It's like, I need to know what grandma was thinking at this time when she was, she was writing this or reading this. So absolutely. And, um, God orchestrates everything. And I, I just know that something that I wrote that day years before they actually read it will probably be something they really needed exactly. in that moment. And um, I know that's how the scriptures are for me, for the ancient prophets, that something that was written down was exactly what I needed that day that I was reading it. And Oh, yeah. So that that's how it perpetuates. Um, yeah. And, and she also, like... If anything, like sometimes it's nerd, like you're scared to maybe share the gospel or how to share the gospel or what I'm supposed to do. And maybe in like for me, again, when I'm meeting complete strangers, sometimes I don't know what to say. Like I'm in there and I'm like trying to have the conversation, um, but not all the time because I will say that it, it's it's hard sometimes. But if if I'm focused on the conversation, it's funny how often it leads to something like value-based where it's like leading someone to Christ. So it's not like, no, I know that Joseph Smith is a true prophet. Like, but it's what value do you have? And it's like, oh, that's awesome that you love the family, like community, even if they're not a member, like family is huge. And you can, I've, I've even asked someone like, do you, like they had a member die in their family. And in the store, I was like, do you, do you know that you can live with that family member forever? And they said, yes, even though they weren't a member, but it was like, there was something in common where it was like, now we can talk about, like, I know, I know that I believe that too. And then testifying of, of that. And I, there's so many opportunities that we have. And obviously with mine, I, I'm really good at meeting strangers. I know that with Becky, I know that with her scripture reading and again, all the, I'll share pictures after, but it, it helps the scriptures come alive. It helps you know how to navigate like life. I mean, if there's like, you don't even know some days what you're doing and you're like, I'm just going to write this down. Cause this is what I feel. Right. Mm-hmm. I totally agree because, um, as you just are authentic and meeting people, things come up or challenges or, um, what, whatever it is, mm-hmm. their struggles or their joys and celebrations. And, I have learned that that's how I get into the gospel topic, more of a topic Mm -hmm. rather than like preaching doctrine. Exactly. We connect with people in, um, in the topics or the values or the standards, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, 
whatever standard we believe in. And a lot of mm-hmm. times it's just simply that we believe in God. Yep. And I do too. Yeah. And he's everything for me. And, you know, I've just had some really great things like that. Mm-hmm. And Becky and I actually have a very um, a similar story. We actually didn't know this, but when I was talking to her yesterday, we um, listened to the October 2018 General Conference from President Nelson about the sisters' participation in the Gathering of Israel. And... Um, and there was a challenge that he he said, from here until the end of the year, we challenge you to read the whole Book of Mormon. And I I just did that in just in this last past October. I re-listened to that and I was like, I'm in this mode of I need to know what Heavenly Father needs me to do. And I remember reading the Book of Mormon, marking it up, like writing down all the parts where it talks about Christ. Mm-hmm. And Revelation started to, to flow. Um, and I was like... Oh my goodness. Like he has way more in store for so many of us, not just me. Like if we take up the challenge and we're willing to put in the effort, he are he already promises us miracles. We know that from countless general conferences that it's it's about the miracles that we're going to be seeing in these days and it starts with this like again being intentional about what you're doing. And I I remember it was like the last day when I finished that book of Mormon. And I was, I was about to like stop halfway through. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm a little bit behind. It seems overwhelming, but I was like, I'm going to push through. I'm going to do it. And oh my goodness, so many blessings in it. Little did I know that like Becky was doing it like pretty much the same time or did it earlier. Yeah. Or? yeah. When, when mm-hmm. he said, read the book Mormon from now till the end, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I was already reading the book of Mormon. So I pushed to get to the end. Uh huh. Um, that year. And then I started over again in January uh-huh. and I read it again, that same one. And I was marking all the verses yep. of Christ. And, um, then in September of 2019, um, I was on a, I was out of town and I came across somebody we were traveling together and, um, she was from back East. And one day she just said, you have a special peace and calmness about you. What wow. is it? And I quickly just, um, in my mind, I'm like, okay, Heavenly Father, help me. What do I say? What do I say? <laughs> and the words that came out of my mouth kind of surprised me. But I said, it's because I read the Book of Mormon every day. Wow. I start mm-hmm. my day off that way. And it brings me an inner peace that I can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Except through Christ. And um, I, and then I was, she just was curious, like, what is this book? I'll happen to have one. (laughs) And and it was just a simple book like this um, on my trip. And I usually take an extra book with me. And and I didn't that time. And so that night, it was the last night, and the Spirit said, give her your book. I was like, but I've been working so hard on this. And the Uh Spirit reminded me, you started this nine months ago. Wow. And this is for her. And so when I presented it to her that morning um, that we were dividing up and leaving, um, she just held on to that like that was the greatest treasure she could ever have. She wow. said, you've just given me the gift of peace. And um, then she pulled out this ne- this bracelet. I brought it with me, but she pulled out this bracelet from her country and said, this is one of my greatest treasures. I want you to have this. Wow. And um, 
I just texted her yesterday just to oh, see you how did? she was doing. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, this is what, four years later. Yeah. And um, she did read the Book of Mormon. And we did have conversations, and it was through COVID and yeah. a lot of fear and everything. And she said, this is bringing me a lot of peace. Um, and, like, she didn't have to join the church. Yeah. I didn't have to turn. Like, that's not my end result. Exactly. My goal was to connect her to Christ. Exactly. And give her a source of peace. Mm-hmm. And Because um, don't we all need that? Like, yeah. we need... We need more peace in our life because it's this chaotic world that we're living in. And if we can give just one person something, yeah. like, I mean, the quote or the scripture is like, you're when you go to heaven, like it's going to be great for, but more greater than one soul. I don't, I can't yeah. quote it exactly, but like you're going to walk into heaven and you're going to be like, holy cow, like I. I didn't know that I did this much good. I think we're just going to be surprised. Um, even if we don't feel like we're doing a lot, I, we are. <laughs> and I want people to feel that they are contributing in, in whatever way that they're doing it. Because back six years ago, when I <clears throat> I was actually part of a network marketing company, and I and it was the whole point of it, like we would, we would meet complete strangers. That was actually how, how this all started. And for six years, I was doing this every day and the business wasn't like, my business wasn't growing a lot, but I just felt this draw to continue to connect with people. And six years later, six and a half years later, I, I firmly believe now that that was just a preparation for me for what I'm doing now. And it was like, at the time during the business building and it was like frustrating. I was like, ah, nobody's getting in our business and, and all this stuff. And I was frustrated. But then looking back on the day, I was like, but guess who I met? I met this person and this person, and this person. And now that I've made it, now I've turned it into what God had directed me to turn it into was who are you gathering? And one by one, you're doing this and you're making an impact in these people's lives. And and it it started from day one it, and it was like her nine months of working on that book of Mormon for that person, my six years of connecting and now turning it into a, a, like my calling is okay. I needed that preparation period to grow. Right. And he, and he, he just works in mysterious ways. Always. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Um, I, I've gone through some, struggles the last few years and one thing that I've learned through that is that in the middle of the messiness when mm-hmm. you think your business not growing yeah. or you think your um, kids aren't listening or whatever the challenges are mm-hmm. I can testify that you're in the middle of a miracle and you can't see it exactly mm-hmm. and most of the time it turns out completely different than the way you were trying to make it go. Exactly. <laughs> and yep. we have to just learn to trust that this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. I am learning. Yep. I am gaining knowledge and experience from these hard things or mm-hmm. challenging things that don't seem to be turning out right. Yep. But God has a bigger plan and he has something greater in store for me. Yep. And he sees... he sees the bigger picture right. and just like president nelson said we can literally change the world one person and one interaction at a time and i just remember that was in the last general conference just bawling my eyes out because that's what we're doing that's what we're all doing and we don't need to feel overwhelmed because he doesn't say you need to 
get bazillion people here today. It's like, okay, you can jump in your car and you can head down to the grocery store. You can say hi to someone. You can get out a purple pen and write something in your scriptures. You can play a song for someone. You can whatever you can wear modest clothes you could do whatever it is like that's that's gathering that's being an example of christ how he acts and um and that's that's what we're all here for because that's that truly is one of the most important work on the earth today is to bring good into the world and again i love becky's sweater because that's what we're doing we're bringing good into this world that's sometimes chaotic and the more good we can add the more value we're going to add to people and the better the people the better um, the outcome of just everything, I think. So. Yes. I, I was just thinking how um, what you're saying is I love to just start by listening. Yes. And um, how listening for me sometimes is just simply in my home, listen to my children, what mm-hmm. are they saying? Yep. Listen to the tone, listen to the birds outside, like just starting with listening is the greatest gift that we really can offer the world or anyone one one by one. People just want to be heard. Exactly. They want to be understood. Mm -hmm. And as we do that, then we will learn how to love them. Mm Mm-hmm. We will know more of what their needs are, how we can minister to them and, um, how we can be of service and continue to build God's kingdom. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know if you have any th- last words, but I, today I was just, I'm so grateful that Becky was able to come on the podcast. I'm, I just so excited for the growth that she's going to have. I'm going to have all of you guys are going to have. And, um, just look forward to um, hearing all about the things that you guys are doing to bring more good into the world, how you're gathering what I want to hear everything because everyone's so different. They need to know what you're doing. Um, And that's the most important thing. And let's do this together. So thanks so much for coming to the, we gather one by one podcast. And um, yeah, anything else? Thanks Angie. Thanks for being brave and make helping me be brave too. Of course. And Look forward to Becky's podcast soon. (laughs) But okay, we'll see you later. Bye.